Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there, friends. I am so glad that you're with me today because we are continuing our conversation from the last episode, talking about the road to independence for our middle schoolers. Now, last week I talked about choice and why giving your middle schoolers choices is one of the best ways to work out their independence muscles, the way to coach them towards more and more independence. This week, I want to chat with you about what that looks like the practical part of things, the where the rubber meets the road, to continue with that analogy that I'm using, part of things. So just to get us into the same mindset where we ended last week, here's what I'm talking about when I say independence. We want our middle schoolers to become adults who can practice good time management, including things like studying and socializing and self-care. We want them to be able to utilize necessary life skills like cooking and cleaning and laundry and money management and changing a tire. We want them to be resourceful and know how to problem solve. We want them to be able to regulate their emotions. And we want them to live out their values and beliefs and priorities. And like I shared last week, I really love how PhD Carl Pickhart condenses all of that and more really into four key areas for independence. According to him, they are responsibility. It's someone who shows up and follows through on their commitments, accountability, someone who resolutely faces consequences when they've messed up or made a mistake and reconciles and makes amends when appropriate, industriousness, someone who identifies their wants and needs and goals and works diligently for them, and resourcefulness, someone who is able to problem solve and implement solutions. Okay, so that that I just described, that is the destination for this road trip to independence. And the question today is, how do we get there? Now, last week, again, I introduced the idea of scaffolding. It's a word that's used quite a bit in education. So if you're a teacher, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't, like me, I totally had to look it up. Here's what it is. It is breaking up learning into chunks and providing a tool or a structure with each chunk. Now in my show notes, there is a link to an article that goes a lot further in depth into that if you want to check it out. You can find that at theishgirl.com forward slash EP143. So if you want to go further into that, you can check it out there. But for our purposes today, I really thought that scaffolding, that word captured exactly what we're talking about. We're giving our middle schoolers tools to move incrementally, gradually towards full independence. And choice is one of those tools. Now, the issue is that as parents and teachers, thinking of ways to offer our middle schoolers choices 
can feel a little overwhelming, especially right now when we're all hanging on by our fingernails during this weird season of the COVID pandemic. But here's the thing. Choice does not have to be hard or complicated. We can start really small and we can start by asking ourselves questions. For teachers, that question might look like, how can I take small steps in my classroom in the area of choice that will help my students build their ownership of their learning? And for parents, it might look like, how can I take small steps at home in the area of choice that will help my middle schooler build their responsibility and their accountability and industriousness and resourcefulness? Now, as I mentioned last week, communication is key in this process of creating choice. You really have to know and understand your middle schoolers well in order to offer them authentic choices. And as I was writing this and preparing I was laughing because I was thinking about the choices that I used to offer my toddlers when my kids were little. So to get them to eat their vegetables, I gave them choices, but all the choices were vegetables. So they could choose green beans or broccoli. They could choose carrots or peas. But in the end, it was all really the same choice, right? So our middle schoolers, our teens can smell a rat there. (laughs) Really not that it's a rat, but you guys know what I'm saying here, where it has to be a true choice, like an either or are two very different things that are going to fit your middle schooler differently than if they made the other choice, right? So if we want to give them those authentic choices, we really have to figure out their learning styles. We have to pay attention to their energy, how it ebbs and flows throughout the day. Um, We have to recognize what their currency is. And what I mean by currency is that sometimes very elusive thing that motivates them, like being able to have free time to socialize in their classrooms or having more screen time at home, that thing that you know that they really want. But you don't have to wait until you know everything to get started because like so many other things, when it comes to trying out choices with our middle schoolers, actions bring clarity. So try something out and if it doesn't work, back it up a little and try again. So here are some suggestions for things that you can try. At school, maybe for an assignment, students can choose from a menu or a checklist of options that align with their interests and learning styles. For example, they could write a report or they could create a YouTube video or they could create a PowerPoint presentation or they could give a speech. You guys get the idea. And in the classroom, choice doesn't have to be about academics. You could offer flexible seating options for when they're studying. You can offer handwritten versus type projects. You could create choice boards or checklists to accomplish assignments. You can let them choose their work partners or small groups when it makes sense. Um, You can let them choose to work independently or with a partner. You can have them choose what to do first on a list of um, activities that you've given them or assignments that you've given them. You can have them choose which problems on an assigned page to complete. So there really are a lot of choices, forgive the pun there, (laughs) for you to choose from when it comes to giving your students choices at school. Now at home, it's kind of the same story here. We're going to start with small changes and choices, and we can do things like using menu boards or choice boards. Are there jobs that need to be done in the house that they can choose from? Maybe they can earn various 
nice amounts of money for doing things on the le- a particular list that are outside their everyday family responsibilities. And there are checklists. I love me a good checklist. They're a great way to eliminate nagging because everyday routines are right there for them to see in black and white. And they are responsible, again, moving towards independence, for remembering what those are and doing them independently without any reminders. Now, I would say it's even more powerful to create those checklists together. It's one more step toward them taking ownership of the things that they need to do at home. And just to give you a quick example, um, you might try laying out their daily schedules with them so that they can see how many hours they have in their day to get things done like homework or exercising or practice for sport or relaxing with friends. When I taught middle school, it always blew my students' minds when the counselor would come in and talk to them about time management and study skills and things like that. And she would point out that they had as many hours after school at home as they did at school. And when you really lay it out and can see it visually, I think that really helps kids to grasp the reality of how many hours they have in in the day and what they can do with them. This visual can also open a really great discussion and the opportunity to help them make the choices that make sense for them on a daily basis. And as they build this skill of making choices about their time, we as parents will gradually be able to step out of that process. So these are just a few of the possibilities and I'm super curious. I'm wondering if as you hear this list, what you think you can do with your teens at home and at school. I would love to hear more about that. So find me on my socials um, on Instagram. That's where I usually hang out. That's at the ish girl reads. And so DM me there and let me know what choices you're using with your middle schoolers. So the thread throughout all of this is starting where middle schoolers are right now and moving them toward independence. And we do this with the full knowledge that this process is not linear. It is super, super messy. And a lot of it just depends on how we as the grownups manage ourselves. And if you haven't listened to episode 141, I definitely would love for you to check that out because it is all about our own self-management as we coach our middle schoolers to independence. Because ultimately, we want them to internalize their ownership of their own lives and of their own learning and their own homes and their own choices. And secure parents and teachers like us are willing to gradually step back and hand over that ownership. But if you're looking for a map that shows exactly how to do that, because I don't know about you, sometimes it can get really iffy. Like, how do I get from point A, where my middle schoolers are now, to point B, them being fully independent? And again, not a straight linear line. I think it looks way more like a spirograph drawing than um, a straight line. But if you're looking for a map of how to do that, I have got you covered. Now I've created a resource to help you recognize the mile markers along the road to independence. This is gonna help you understand our middle schoolers on ramps where they are right now for each of those key four areas of independence that we've talked about repeatedly. It's the ones that Carl Pickhart had come up with, which is responsibility, accountability, industriousness, and resourcefulness. So I've taken those four things, I've identified 
the definition of them, like what it is that it looks like when, when our teens have accomplished it. I've identified what the on-ramps look like. I've identified two legs of the journey, and I've identified how to recognize when your teens have arrived at the destination. And to give you an idea of what I mean, I'm going to share what the roadmap to responsibility looks like. So responsibility looks like our teens taking care of everyday school and home requirements without reminders, showing up for what they've committed to, and also fulfilling expectations at home and at school. Now their on-ramp or starting point for responsibility often looks like this. You create a structure for them to follow and make sure they follow it. For example, at home, chore charts, um, supervising their homework, making sure their grades are on track. And at school, maybe behavioral charts, supervising their in-class work, making sure their projects and assignments are on track. Now, the first leg of the journey, kind of you're moving forward with them, is when you invite them into the planning process to set up the structure. They're responsible for following it with minimal reminders. And then the second leg or the next step is when they're in charge of creating the structure on their own and they communicate it to you. They use the structure and you maybe occasionally ask how it's going. And the destination for responsibility is when they create the structure and follow it. You only hear about it if they share the details with you. Now, I recognize that destination because I feel like that's where I am in several areas with my kiddos, especially my college sophomore. He creates his own structure. He follows it. I only hear about it when he shares details with me. So hopefully that gives you an idea of how I've structured this resource. I've provided a definition, an on-ramp, two different legs, and the destination for the journey for each of those four areas that we mentioned. And you can use this to assess where your middle schoolers are right now and decide what direction to go in next. So you can get these maps individually, like you can get the one for responsibility if that's the one that you need or accountability or you know so forth and so on. Or I also have offered it as a package deal that also includes the self-management resource that I talked about in episode 141. So you can find all of those resources in my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP143. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of times I can listen to something and I get it and I'm so excited about it, but it's really hard to put into practice unless I can hold something in my hand that gives me that roadmap. So hopefully that's what this resource will do for you guys. Okay, friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope that your Thanksgiving was lovely and that you were able to connect in meaningful ways with all of your family. And from an ish girl who is so very excited that it is almost December, which is one of my favorite months of the year, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. 